I guess I should ask, what is the most obnoxious thing that Jason has done since you have met him? I this would never thing. use the word obnoxious to describe him. <laughs> yeah. Except well, for every kind. other. <laughs> no, Jason is so much fun. But I, this is so terrible. I love to see him probably in his, this sounds so terrible, but to see you like in your most embarrassing moments. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, he, he literally is, it doesn't, it takes a lot to get him rattled, embar- rattled or, yeah. or kind of like embarrassed. But when we first started talking. On Marco Polo. On Marco Polo. Oh. You know, he, he, he was just in his apartment, but at one point his laundry was in the background. Because in Japan, we don't use dryers. They don't use we dryers. They hang up all their laundry. So I was, I mean, it literally was like just one of our very first Marco Polos <laughs> and his his undergarments were <laughs> lining the back of him. You know. And, and it, it wasn't, it didn't help that one pair was <laughs> highlighter yellow. <laughs> it was just, it was, and, and oh. when I mentioned it to him, he, he. He was so mortified. <laughs> to this day, I'm mortified. I, I wish that this were a video podcast right now. <laughs> so red. Okay, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't include that in the actual podcast. So let's go ahead and now that all I can think about is Jason's underwear. Get Sorry. started. <laughs> I'm Melinda Poitras, and you're listening to He Said, She Said, the one with books and bros. I'm so excited because we actually have a bro here today, and we're going to talk about books. So for once in my life, I'm going to be on topic with my title, and that is beautiful. Speaking of things that are beautiful, I met Corey Smith in Scotland, and I was thinking this morning of a way to try and describe her. And I just kept thinking of the word lovely. I have never, I don't think in my life, met a lovelier person. And it turns out that Corey, and I don't know how, we're going to find out together on this podcast today. But Corey is actually marrying one of my lifelong bros, Jason Lucas. So I am just so happy to have them both here. They're going to tell you a little about themselves. And then we're just going to dive into a variety of topics that I can't wait to discuss. Corey, ladies first. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, Melinda. You are the loveliest as well, and I'm, yeah, I just feel so blessed to be part of your life. So, um, so a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in Washington State, and um, I got my bachelor's in English, so I do love books. And um, I went to Harvest Bible College after I graduated and spent about three and a half years in Scotland with the Kellys, who are also wonderful. And um, when I came back, I... Uh, dived into youth ministry. I also worked for Amazon for a small portion of time. That ended quickly. Um, well, two years quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started out as working with sectional youth, my local youth. And I served for two years as the Washington State Youth President um, until just this past April because I'm hitting the deputation trail mm-hmm. with Jason. And uh, we're getting married in nine days. So... It's very exciting. But that's that's basically me. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's technically eight days. Eight, oh, my goodness. 17 oh. hours or something like that. Oh, my. Technically. Oh my. <laughs> Coming through with a technicality always. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Jason? Uh, well, I was born and raised in Japan. My parents were mm-hmm. missionaries. They're still missionaries. And I was born in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, on my birth certificate, actually, if I remember correctly, it says I was born in Maryland because... I was I got my birth certificate from the embassy in Tokyo, which is, of course, a government 
uh, entity, which is the federal government's in DC. So Maryland is on my birth certificate, but actually Tokyo, Japan. So um, I am 30 now. Of those 30 years, I have spent 23 years in Japan. So about seven in America um, with deputation and college, went to Apostolic Bible Institute um, from 2009 to 2013. And I graduated from there, went back to the field. I've been there for the last seven years working on AIM and then as an AMPER uh, or an associate missionary. And uh, for the last five years, I've also taught English and to all kinds of people, uh, presidents of companies, and then babies who could not even speak their mother language of Japanese mm. yet. So it's been an interesting, interesting ride. And then, of course, meeting the, the lovely Corey Smith and... Yes, that has been a, a journey uh, all, all of its own. And so it's a pleasure to get to be here with you, and I'm excited about this. I'm so excited to hear more about you meeting Corey specifically. But before we do anything else, you need to give us a man's perspective on Jane Austen. Because this is one of the things that Corey and I initially connected over. Jane, we love Jane. Well, I don't know how to concisely represent Jane Austen, except to say that she is probably, well, not probably, she absolutely is one of the best novelists, um, at least that I've ever experienced. Um, her wit and just her, the way she writes is just so engaging. In some ways it's hard to put the books down, but then at the same time, her writing really kind of makes you ponder. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of puts in those pause moments where you kind of have to stop and think about what she just said. And then, and then you, once you process it, you kind of move on, and she's amazing. Um, to be honest, I have only read one of her books, and that was Pride and Prejudice. And I was forced to do it, but... Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't forced. It was, yeah, it was hey, forced. look at this wonderful opportunity. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, some things that we're forced to do actually are really for our, for our good, for our benefit. And uh, that's how I feel about reading Pride and Prejudice. And so um, one thing about Pride and Prejudice that as a man really stood out to me was, was um, the instance where Darcy is rejected by mm. Elizabeth. Spoil, spoiler alert. Um, I <laughs> guess I should have said that before I spoiled the or alerted. Anyways. It's okay. okay. <laughs> the spoiler has been alerted. Continues. <laughs> so um, uh, one thing I think a lot of men, especially in our generation, have a hard time dealing with is rejection. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's rejection from your job or in particular, one of the hardest is by a female. And I think Jane Austen gives us a great roadmap of how to navigate that successfully uh, in our, or in any, in any time, but as a man, it, it gives us a good roadmap of how to navigate that successfully. Yeah, and in this case, it was to walk away. Yes, absolutely. So um, Jane Austen, you know, a lot of time, men have a tendency to double down and say, oh, oh, uh, you know, and they mm -hmm. think like if, if they just prove how much that they love the girl that she, then she'll just wake up and fall madly in love with them and it never works and she's like get away from me and then she blocks <laughs> them on facebook and yeah. yes then she talks to the youth pastor and he's like hey bro you're kind of creeping her out mm -hmm. yeah. and um uh, but uh if you've never read pride and prejudice guys you should go read it mm. um after the podcast is over not right now but seriously <laughs> read it because it will change your life if you're willing to learn the lesson yeah. that's really good really good Mm. What would you say, Corey, that Jane has taught you about life in general? Oh, my goodness. 
So I actually was so lucky that I got to study Jane Austen in my master's course. So I got to take a whole class on her. I got to read her juvenilia, so everything she wrote before she was 15. And she was just an incredible woman personally, like reading through her letters and um, so forth. But I would actually say my favorite book of Austen's is Persuasion. Me too. It, it literally, it teaches me so much about pain about Mm. life, Mm. about patience. And Anne Elliott, for me, is one of the most gracious people. But she's also smart. She's also, she has good instincts. And even though she had to wait seven years after a broken heart, um, it it just showcases like she just stayed true and everything, it worked out in the end. Mm -hmm. And well, once you read it. But I, I, it was the last book that Austin wrote before she died. And, um, I just think it has such a maturity to it that I, I've learned just, I just, I read that book during a hard season of life and it just helped me remember things will be okay. Every, everything will be on, okay in the end. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think that uh, I like, I don't think when you read Austin, you're really escaping life. I think she teaches you a lot about real life because, how to handle it. Yes. yeah, yes. and how to handle it. Like there's so many things from from death to rejection mm. to disappointment to missed opportunities. Mm. And she kind of handles all of those. And she really, uh, people say that she was such a great novelist because she was the first person to really bring realism mm. to life. And well, I think that's true. Well, and there again, it, she doesn't really teach you how to escape reality, but rather to meet reality head on yeah. and to navigate it. Um, you know, as I was, I guess I never really did say what Darcy did, but mm-hmm. when he was rejected by the woman of his dreams, uh, at least that he, th- he thought, um, she just gave him a f- hard, cold no. And instead of trying to double down, he said, oh, okay, all right. And he walked away. And uh, he didn't walk away and then try to ruin her reputation and try to, oh, well, I didn't really care that much about her anyway. But instead he, um, he was honorable and he, mm-hmm. he was a good guy. Yeah. And, and him walking away and then being a good guy opened the door for her to, well, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, read the they book. They do end up together. Speaking of, I think we're going to skip the rest of the questions that I had and just get right to the story <laughs> of Jason and Corey. Is that okay? Can yes, we do that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe we should. I'll tell my version first. Okay. Um, I think that's probably a good idea. So basically the version <laughs> that makes me sound bad. No, bad and no. Then like the redeeming side of version. No, it's all wonderful. I will first just say that Jason is a miracle to me because um, I'm 29 years old. Um, just didn't, I guess you get to a point where you kind of just, whatever happens, happens and not going to worry about it. Um, but yeah, when he came along, it just felt like, wow, this is more than I was ever expecting. So, um, I've always loved missions. Um, and it just so happens that he's a missionary, but, um, I think I had been pretty heavily involved in youth ministry and I was serving as youth president back in last year, early 2020, I had gone to midwinter. Mm-hmm. And after like the very last night, right before we were to all go home. What is midwinter, by the way? Can you explain it's, that? A, it's the youth meeting that we do in January to do like planning Plan and for, yeah, for the National Youth Committee. Mm-hmm. And so afterwards, I was hanging out with a couple of um, the wives from these presidents and Cassandra Lucas, which is Andrew's sister-in-law, married to Andrew Lucas. Jason's sister-in-law. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, Jason's sister-in-law. I'm sorry. What did I say? You said Andrew's (laughs) Oh, sorry. Andrew's wife. Jason's sister-in-law. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Um, 
she just basically said, hey, I have a brother-in-law and you should you should meet him. He would, you guys seem like you have a lot in common. And then she said, we'd love to have you be part of our family, which was a very, oh. like for me, I was like, wow, that is first of all, a very kind thing to say, yes. but also very forward. And so Cassandra, if you're listening to this, I love you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, I just was kind of like, Hmm, that's interesting, but I didn't think anything would come from that conversation. But lo and behold, um, about a month later, Jason added me on Facebook and I'm pretty sure he probably stalked me for a little bit because he didn't say anything. He just added me. Well, stalked sounds so negative. It does sound negative. Sorry. (laughs) Well, then um, he sent me a really nice, well-edited message. I would say that. It it seemed like he put a lot of thought into it, told me, you know, about himself, asked me some questions about myself, and just said, hey, I'd love to get to know you. No worries if not. And so I (laughs) No worries if not. (laughs) Yeah. It was... uh, I'll I'll take rejection and and be honorable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was was very nice. And so I responded and we we talked for a little while and he definitely, I mean, on paper seemed really um, like a great guy. Um, But then he called me and I shouldn't say but, but then he called me and to be honest, like, we'll just, we'll say it truthfully. Our first few phone calls did not go well. Okay. Not because he wasn't saying things that I were good. It was just, I, I'd never met him in person. And so just, just his voice. And like, I just wasn't, we weren't clicking. Like anytime he told a joke, I didn't get it. And then anytime (laughs) I tried to talk, he didn't seem to. Yes, yes. So he can tell his side of the story from here, and then we'll, because after that, it's pretty well, much. So to kind of catch up on my side, um, <laughs> actually, you know, I, I'm 30. I was 29 when Corey and I met, and um, I had always thought I would, actually, I thought I would get married young. Um, thought I would probably get married in, when I met, if I met someone in Bible school. That didn't happen. And uh, one thing, I was very unwilling to settle. Um, I just couldn't bring myself to, um, settle for somebody that I didn't, you know, that I wasn't really proud to be with. And, and uh, so I, I just, the result of that was not really finding anybody, meeting anybody. And so um, I was in a service and there was a message in tongues and the minister turned to me. Um, I never really heard him minister before, but he turned to me and said, um, you're in the perfect will of God being here in Japan. And if you will stay here, God will provide every need that you have. And so I thought, well, Lord, I only really have one need that. uh, And so a couple months later, my brother messaged me and actually called me. It was him and his wife that called me. And it was kind of strange that they were both there, like looking at me, you know, uh, like I was a goldfish in a, you know, fish, fish bowl and like looking so interested at me. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, hey, uh, there's a girl we'd like you to talk to. And uh, I did not know that my sister-in-law had already, by this point, told her that they wanted uh, Corey to be part of the family or I would have like run in the opposite direction. So they like, they omitted that bit of information. But um, so then I said, uh, one thing my brother told me though, he was like, I'm not telling you you have to marry her, but if you don't at least message her, I think you're probably missing out on on a big piece of God's will for your life. And I was like, "Uh, how do I say no to that? You so <laughs> then um, I, I uh, added Corey on Facebook and I researched, I didn't stalk, I re- researched, researched. Yes. Yes. Uh, the guys will know what I'm talking about. Um, I researched for a couple weeks and then I was talking to my brother and saying, what, what should I, what should I say? And he was like, I don't know, just say whatever you want. And uh, so 
a lot of thought and editing went into that and first he, message. He did know I was an English teacher. Yeah. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew a couple things. I knew she had a dog, so I, I put it in there that I like dogs mm. and uh, so things like yeah, that. Yeah, that was so. actually a really good line to put in because I do love dogs. Yeah, so. In her first message back to me, she said, oh, I know you're not crazy since you like dogs. So yeah, mm-hmm. I do love them. This was a good piece of information. Yeah. So anyway, we talked, and uh, after the first few phone calls, um, I, had, I had actually talked to my pastor about it, and he said, Oh, well, good, you're leaving out the information about the first phone call that yeah well we won't go into oh, all good. the nitty-gritty details <laughs> but um anyway i talked to my pastor about it and he said well maybe maybe treat it like an amazon free trial you know just give it 30 days <laughs> uh, <is that laughs> and he said yeah my pastor in his wisdom said just give it 30 days there's no risk he lives in tokyo if you don't like sure. it you well, know well, you can just say into the paid subscription <laughs> yeah, <huh? I> know. <laughs> not really um, anyway so uh it what it, oh, yeah. So we actually ended up using Marco Polo, and okay. that made it yes. so much easier. And once like, we got to know each other, we could tell that this was a real – it was a God – I mean, for both of us, we, we realized that we had a lot of lot in common, and we could really, um, yeah, be good for one another. And, and we did try an answer to, to prayer. And really. an answer to prayer. And we, um, we actually spoke for 11 months before we were able to meet because of COVID. So we, we bought three different flights and – those all got canceled and so yeah we just got refunded for one today yeah we just we're finally getting refunded for our flights but you know the funny thing is is you know meeting him in person after 11 months was was fun so anyway yes yes but after 11 so months after 11 months how did everything it, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. The first time that I met him was so awkward. We met at the Seattle airport. It was not awkward at all. It was, it was awkward. <laughs> it I just, awkward. you know, it was. <laughs> it was because, you know, you meet this person, you know him so well, but then when you see him in person, they're, they've got a different stature and a different, mm-hmm. you know, even his voice sounded different to me in person than yes. it did on the phone. So there was all those things to get acquainted with one another. So, yes, but, but we did. And yeah, I, to be honest, I found that she was even more amazing in person than I had already thought she was, you know, just from interacting from a distance. And, and then I got to meet her family. And uh, one thing, you know, I prayed a lot about who I would marry and the kind of person that I would. My dad had encouraged me to make a list and to pray the list every day. Uh, I didn't do it every day, but I tried to. Um, and the Lord answered all of my prayers. And one thing I prayed about was the family of who I would marry. And God answered that prayer as well. And I just love Corey's family so much. So, yes. Yes. Did you know at 11 months when you, before you even saw her interact with her, did you know that you were proposing? Um, <laughs> yes. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was a lot sooner than that, actually. <laughs> oh. You know, because I had prayed for a while about who I would marry, I as soon as I began to see that one by one, she was exactly what I had been praying for. Um, it didn't take me long to realize that this was something God was doing. And so, yes, I, it was a lot sooner than 11 months that I knew I was going to propose. Me, it took me a little bit longer Mm because that's just my personality. I needed some you know, I had to have him, you know, meet my dad, meet my yeah. mom, meet my pastor, like meet all my people before mm-hmm. I could give a yeah. definitive yes in my mind. But it was a very easy yes. Well, so. and I'm more romantic than Corey, <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of whispering in hand. I'll just let you know. So, wrapping up, 
you can wrap up with any piece of advice I think that you feel like sharing. Okay. About any topic, both of you. Um, I, you know, something that I was thinking about earlier today that has been really helpful for me is don't the quote, I'm, I'm not sure who said it, who's said this quote, but it's just don't doubt in the dark what God has told you in the light. And I've had so many wonderful moments where I just felt God's peace and that he was going to have everything taken care of. And I feel that same way about, you know, our, our, the next season we're going into in married life and just transitioning to being, um, missionaries. You know, there's a lot of things that God's told me just from those key moments in life, but then there's been the, the valley, the darker moments and kind of in those moments you begin to question, you know, should, am I going into missions? Is my life going in different direction? And, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just thankful for like all of those moments um, of promise and light. And it's really easy in the dark to forget those things and maybe go a different direction. So maybe for someone that can be an encouraging, you know, thing to remember. I, we, we talk a lot about NAYC 2019 cause I mean, those services were so incredible and I felt God told me so many things, but both of us after NAYC, we've talked about, we went through really low periods of time, very, very low periods for both of us, even though we didn't know each other at the time. And, um, yeah, I held on to my ruler. I held on to my, you know, my handkerchiefs. My like ruler everything. never made it back to the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I held on to those things because it was in the light. God told us all of these things. And then what happened? We hit COVID and yep. just really difficult times after that. So he's still faithful. Yeah. Um, I would probably just, um, one piece of advice I'd give is just to remember the scripture that Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you and uh, that's a promise um, it's a promise for me it's a promise for all of us no matter who you are um, if you'll put God first God will put you on his agenda and uh, the devil will lie to us and say well well God will give you uh, the things that you need like your clothes and food yeah he'll do that but he won't give you what you really want um, but that's not the kind of God we serve right. if you will and it doesn't say, um, if you're perfect, I'll think about giving you some of the things you need or desire. But if you seek God, if you put his kingdom first and put righteousness first, God will uh, give you the things that you need. Um, and not just for today, but for your life. And so trust God, look to him, and he'll direct your paths. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I have had the privilege of observing Corey for a while and observing Jason a lot longer. And if there's anything that I can sincerely say is that I know you to be people who seek the kingdom and who build the kingdom. And so when I saw the Instagram post about you finding each other, I was full of legitimate joy. Like it was maybe the best thing I've seen on the internet in a long (laughs) time. Um, One of the things that I love that you said Jason because I think that maybe we don't even look for this like we should is for someone that you're proud to be with Mm -hmm. and that's what you found yeah absolutely without a doubt yeah and uh you know God will do more God will the, the prayers that you pray that you are embarrassed to pray because you think it's too far from reality and even God who created the universe, this is too difficult for him. He can do even more than that. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I feel like that's what he's done for me in this instance and yeah. bringing Corey into my life. And so 
I am very proud to be with her. Oh, ditto. Ditto. Oh, thank you. That was a a kind ditto. Thank you. Well, let's all keep celebrating love. I feel like I need to go get get confetti, like, right now. (laughs) And let's keep seeking the kingdom and keep praying embarrassing prayers. And let's all be better together. You've been listening to He Said, She Said, where whether we actually got around to discussing any books or chatting with any bros or not, we are, now and always, so glad you stopped by to listen. We hope your time here cemented the truth found in the best book ever written and deepened your relationship with a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for making space. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place.